Hello and welcome everybody to the Melomancy Podcast, episode number 80. My name is Dylan. My name is Victim. I'm I'm Rick. Yes. <laughs> this time he's Rick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've just posted a post on the Fetty saying the listening rooms should be correctly configured. We just had Victim be our test dummy. Uh, basically, we've been recording this on Mumble for a while. Um, it's pretty great. There's no reason people can't listen to us live. Uh, we have listening rooms where we can't hear you. Uh, but you can hear us and you can join live and fucking go there. Like that's pretty cool. I think it's a cool feature. Whereas there's one listening room where you can talk to each other and there's one where it mutes you. So you can't be bothered or harassed by the randoms. Uh, so if that interests you and you're hearing this, uh, on your podcast app of choice, uh, which is hopefully a new podcast app, new podcast apps.com. Um, you can totally listen to us live. Now I know that's not a lit tag. That's not all the cool shit about, all the reasons why you should get a new podcasting app. But I mean, I'll figure that shit out eventually, but I like mumble and it's also the backup plan in case discord shits itself. But uh victim, isn't it fucking cool that there's listening rooms? Why, why can't discord do that? I I'm actually pissed because uh, I mean, it's not mumble, but TeamSpeak uh, had its little whisper functionality where you could have like a separate hotkey, which I guess you can do that with, a, with these listening rooms as well. If we, if we wanted to configure them that way, but like, I, I I miss that the days of like uh, raiding in uh, Guild Wars or other games. Even. I was going to mention Guild Wars. I remember we were in um, some big guild called uh, Straight Out of Krita. Uh, if for, if you don't know anything about Guild Wars Two, uh, Krita was the name of the continent where the humans lived, and it was obviously a Straight Out of Compton reference, right? But like, it was a really good guild for Rollby World, and it's at its peak, right? It's a good guild in general, to be fair. It, it was it was really nice to be a part of something like that that was also really big. I th- I thought it was nice to be a part of something big that did not require our um, direct contribution to stay alive. That too, but it, it, but the fact of the matter was that they were able to use these features just fine. But then you know now everyone uses Discord and those features don't exist. And it, it it's funny because like rating over the years in. However many VoIPs I've fucking had to jump through over the over the last like twenty thirty years, um, fucking and Discord doesn't have them. They don't. They haven't even tried to have them. Features are just fucking straight missing. It's super annoying. And if they ever added it, you bet they would fucking sell it to you. Yeah, like uh, New World is a really good example. What, what people the way they raid in New World is they have you have have it on your computer. Or your and your phone, or on your in in app, or in your browser, and then you connect to it twice so that you can hear the the guys making shot calls, and you can talk to your your group of five people. It's like why the why the fuck are we doing this, brother? Just get a team speaker mumble server for fuck's sake! Come on now, it's so fucking awful. And you so know roundabout that reminds me. So uh, every once in a while on the Fetty, you know somebody brings up chat standards, chat programs, and how everyone hates Discord, even though it's the most popular and everyone's using it. And, I mean, I hate Discord, you know that, but, like, yeah. I'm not gonna stop using it until it's replaced, right? Well, like, I think I think Discord's, it, it, the VoIP side of it isn't, obviously it isn't up to par. Let's just be real. If you've used a VoIP, another VoIP over the last like 15, 20 years, you know for a fact it is just, it just isn't up to par. There, there is older programs that do it better. Mm-hmm. At least in terms of like functionality, maybe not quality wise, but that that's just a case of tech evolving. That has nothing to do with Discord being better. It's just it's newer. 
And Discord, they try to gaslight you. It's like, oh, it's only this because you didn't pay or you didn't get the the nitro boosts. And well, and that's actually something about Discord too. They've essentially paywalled previously ex- uh, accessible features. It's unacceptable, and I think the only reason it gets accepted is because people don't know any better. I think it's like literally it. Like, how many people are really audiophiles that you that use these things, or even audiophiles that give a shit about day-to-day quality of their friends, you know, shitting into the mic. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think the real reason why Discord is popular is the fact that it is, is functionally forms mixed with VoIP. Yeah, they even have a forum feature. And I know that's not what you're talking about. You were talking about like just how channels work there. Yeah, I mean, both really. But it, there's, there's plenty of different things. Like it's chat, it's text chat functionality, I think kind of like is more than I think almost any other program that I'm that I'm aware of. Other than like I think a couple newer ones like Gilded uh, does mm-hmm. something similar. Actually, it's better. It's got the calendar functionality and stuff too. Yeah, I think Gilded uh, it definitely gave them a run for their money, but I don't think enough people care about Gilded after the Roblox fucking bought it. They got League of Legends. Uh, or League of Legends. Uh, they they Discord rose to popularity. Everyone uses it, and they're too comfortable with it. So even when something better comes along, it is, well, I mean, if something came along that was, like, twice as good, maybe. But, like, Gilded being, like, a step up, it wasn't enough to drive everyone to it. And, dear listeners, it is the year in our Lord, year of our Lord, year of a Lord, year of the Lord, 2024, January the 25th. And um, we mentioned two weeks ago in our last episode that... um. Discord, you know, they laid off a bunch of people. Uh, a lot of people laid off a bunch of people. More on that in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in the CEO's message, and I, I went over this in more detail in the last episode, but they basically said, uh, this year is going to be the year. We're going to be profitable, baby. Uh, what that means, no fucking clue. They're probably going to try to get you to buy Nitro. Um, and they're probably going to do it by putting more shit you need behind the paywall. Um Yep. Now, I had a shower thought the other day where I was thinking, what if Discord tried to compete with Twitch? Like, that would make them profit. Maybe, maybe. They already have streaming. They have stage channels. Streamers have their own Discord communities already. It's like, what's stopping them? Besides making money, obviously, that's what's stopping them. But, like, yeah. what else is stopping them from just having that be the streaming platform? Uh, easy right? easy way they could do it, too, is make it so that you need Nitro to, like, profit off of it. And it opens up like a, a suite of things like a follow button, a watch button, you know, things like that, where you maybe don't need to join the channel to watch me stream on Discord, things like that. Which I don't know if I like paywalling that, but like just, you know, spitballing what they might do. Um, but that's my idea. Uh, and they're probably going to do something way dumber knowing that. Oh, yeah, probably. I mean, that that makes a lot of sense. And that again, that's stuff that you could paywall that people would be annoyed about, but they wouldn't be necessarily adverse to. Yeah, but no, they're gonna they're gonna pick the thing that people are gonna be annoyed about though, more than certain. Oh yeah, for so. sure. And um, I was talking on the Fetty recently about um chat standards and stuff. And uh, so why from Shitposter Club? He was on our show once. I don't know if you remember. He showed up really drunk. Uh, that was a great episode. I <laughs> wish I remembered the number. Um, but that episode was great. Uh, but why? You know, he had mentioned to me that Steam Chat is um. A real missed opportunity because when you think about it, Steam Chat has almost everything you need. Uh, that reminds me, am I still in a call with you on Steam Chat? Because I tried to call you. I didn't accept it. 
I don't think. Okay, good. As I'm, that's, I was worried about kind like, of funny. the audio being all broken when I'm done yeah, saving we, this we, file. <laughs> we were supposed to go live an hour earlier, but Dylan forgot to tell us. So uh, I'm, I was taking a nap, and he was trying to wake me up. <laughs> it just occurred to me I don't have any other way to contact victim. I'm like, I can call him on Discord. I can call him on Steam. That's it. Do, do you not have my phone number? I mean, I can't no. give it to you while we're live or recording right <laughs> now, but... Give it to me later. Uh, I probably did like five phones ago. Um, oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe. But um, so why had mentioned to me on the Fetty that, you know, Steam is like halfway there and everyone has it installed. It's like Valve could so easily take a bite out of Discord by just giving a shit about their chat. Like it's passable. It's enough. Yeah, because I think their codec is like. is something that is like pretty new too. like, I think their voice calls are actually pretty good. I remember we used to use them. Because a friend of mine, actually, I think her computer just it borks out when it uses too many programs. So whenever we'd play a Steam game, or actually whenever we play League of Legends, we would actually use Steam voice chat because it just wouldn't fuck her computer and Discord would. And I don't remember it being bad. To be fair, they all have like middling mics anyways to be to, to begin with. So, um, I mean, not anything wrong with that for the record, but... They just need to, uh, you know, we have one-on-one chats. We have group chats. They're passable. Um, it's got a familiar interface. They just need to make something that resembles a Discord server, like a, a Steam community chat, not a group chat. Something that has channels and and history, right? And features. And it's like, there's your Discord replacement right there. Everyone's going to use Steam. Like, um, even uh, really grumpy, like open source people that um, I mean, well, they're not going to use Steam. I get it. Right. But like gaming on Linux is fucking possible because of Steam. We owe them. So it's like all the Linux gamers out there like me, like we are fucking married to fucking Steam. Right. Like it's not going anywhere. Uh, we owe them for everything. So I mean, I think Steam makes up for a lot of its shortcomings simply by the fact that it, I mean, I, I've talked about it a little bit off stream or off stream, off off the podcast, but it's um, privately owned, so mm-hmm. they're, they they don't have to appease to anybody. They just do whatever the fuck they want, and we're lucky that they're consumer friendly. Well, at least forward consumer friendly. I mean, their their customer support still ass, but hey, that that's another tale for another time. The only people they have to appease is Gabe Newell, um, yep, a, yeah. big, a big fat lonely guy. <laughs> Who uses Arch Linux? So it's like, yeah, of course you can get lewd visual novels on Steam. Yeah, of course it's all there, and it makes lots of money. It's all good. I'm actually surprised. Actually, <laughs> I, I'll be real. I mean, we don't have to get into this topic, but I'm surprised what Itch even allows. I thought Itch was like the big woke platform, but um, oh no, they got some stuff on there that would make Twitter literally melt, like in their seat immediately upon seeing. And I fucking, I'm there for it though, because like. Freedom of expression. Fuck it. Make games. Make games that are cool. And, and maybe they're cool for, like, you know, like 10 people, but fuck it. Let them have Wait, it. making games Let's... that are cool, Vic? Wait a second. Are you saying that uh, if you make games that are cool and you respect the art, that's a good deal? Like, like if somebody makes something, you don't change the art to, I don't know, fit a political agenda, perhaps? <gasps> yes. I, How well, could I mean, you do that? I, if you, if, you know what? I'll be real with you because I know where you're going. <laughs> I know, I know, I know what we're doing. But um, if you're gonna do that, and it's your own product, fine. If you advertise it properly, and you're like, hey, this is what I'm marketing. This is what they're saying, and this is who I'm pushing it to. Perfectly acceptable. Might be cringe still to 
to me or to others, but you know what? I, you're allowed to do it. However, <laughs> if However. you didn't make that product, then Jesus fucking Christ, what the fuck? It's just so cringe. Right. Uh, context, uh, localizers. Yeah, that's what we're talking about, motherfuckers, localizers. I can't even remember if we mentioned them in the last episode or not, but it's it's in the news again. Because I got a rant brewing, and I don't remember if I fired it off or not, but I've got a, a second one in the chamber. <laughs> I want it. Let's hear it. Yeah, so let's see what you got. I, so, okay, I think obviously, and we all, I think we all agree on the fact that it's fucked up that they're changing things, especially in a way that's like political in a space that isn't normally political. Like yep. that, that it, it's it's cringe. It's stupid. Nobody wants it. I, I'm, I'm sure even people that, that share those political ideologies even are a little bit off put, if not you know the same level of annoyed. But I hate the argument that's being wrapped around it. And they're like, ah, see, localizers fucking suck. Localizing is bad. It shouldn't be done. It's like, no, 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 no. That's that's not the takeaway. The takeaway is these localizers are fucking bad at their jobs. These localizers and. Well, okay, so in actually they're, re- they're like, rewriting use this as effectively, yeah. yeah, right. They're not actually localizing; they're rewriting. That's that's not true. That, that's not what they should be doing. That's that's fucked up, right? So, right, if they were doing their job, say, you know, um, doing a translation, yeah, that would be one thing, but they're not. And it bothers me really deeply too, because like. The argument really could have simply been um, the 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 these handful. I, I I know a couple of their names, but instead of trying to like remember them all off offhand, just, just you you know who I'm talking about type deal, right? Um, the the localizers that are in question at the moment, though, they they really are fucking up, and the, there's plenty of examples over the last like five years. Localizers um, inject so much current event political nonsense into their translation that whenever an author actually intends to represent like something you'd expect a translator to to like stuff in there that doesn't belong uh when it's there on purpose because the tran- the original guy actually wrote it like people have to fucking fact check it because they're like is, is is this another one or did they actually mean that like yeah you, they, they they won't be surprised anymore. Like it's. And I think it's actually really hard, especially in the case of Japanese media. It's really hard for it to be a one to one when we're talking about political stuff because their their political views and and world is just different than ours. And to be fair, almost any country is is going to be the same way, except maybe like Canada to America, where boss well, sure things are different. I mean, Canada still thinks we're America, so it doesn't really change anything. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, some slight Canadian shade there. Um, <laughs> it's okay because you said it. You have the pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, I don't know. It, it's just it's, it's been annoying me because the the argument comes in that and it's just not not the right argument to be made that localization is bad. No, these localizers are bad. That's that's all it is. Because then like you, you know you get things like Xenoblade Chronicles two, mm-hmm. which the localization. Well, sure, you maybe you didn't like the name changing. I can agree to that. Maybe it was a little heavy handed, but everything else was fucking fantastic. Oh, that reminds me, we definitely did bring this up before because I remember pointing out that um, or maybe that we talked about it in the planning Discord channel for the podcast. I don't remember. Maybe 
if if I if I did have this rant before, I apologize, but it has it I've been annoyed because I, I see it all the fucking time on Twitter and YouTube and so There's on. There's a big distinction here, victim, where um when you think of a localization and you like to praise things like Xenoblade 2, rightfully so, um, that's because the localization is fully featured and includes like uh English dubbing and yes. um, you know, intentional use of like uh, accents and stuff, whereas the localization that um, people are bitching out along online is how they wrote the subtitles, because the people bitching are definitely not listening to it in English. They're listening to it in Japanese. And the only thing yeah. that the localizers have to do with their experience of doing this is writing the the words in the subtitle. So, some of it some of it definitely is the dubbing still. Uh, like, I know the Maid Dragon clip and right. I think it was the Fire Emblem screenshots were voice acted. Well, uh, and right. English is something as well, too. But... So yeah, yeah, there is some of that, but like when you're, uh, when you're doing dubs or you're a VA, you've said some wild ass shit. <laughs> Just in general. So why would you question this wild ass shit? To be yeah. Well, it, even then, one of the things that I think a lot of people miss with with uh, especially with uh, the EN side of voice acting, uh, you take every job you can get that isn't like maybe porn if, you, if you're like sometimes that's still kind of like career ending but like everything else is fair game pretty much because that's just how volatile the market is you you sometimes you got a you got a cushy job that's genshin impact and you know you're guaranteed to come back until they kill your character if they ever decide to kill any playable characters could you um, imagine some poor green-haired fucking localizer starving in the streets of california uh, gets it finally gets a job and they're fucking localizing redo of a healer and they're trying to think how do I do this without killing my career? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> how I do mean, I yeah. soften this blow? <laughs> That's actually funny you bring that up. I don't know if we ever talked about that. Uh, they they so Funimation mentioned they're like, oh, this goes against our values, and obviously people roast them like, oh, but what about this and this and this? But and and they they tried to play it off like they didn't know what it was, but. They hired on voice actors that had done adjacent work in the past. That always really confused me. I'm like, sure, they didn't do like straight up porn, which let's just be real. You should, uh, uh, fuck, what was the English Redo, title? Um, no, no, it was the Ishizoku reviewers. Um, oh, interspecies reviewers. Interspecies. That's what, okay. Um, oh, I'm glad you knew what that was. I'm very. Sorry, well I don't know what it is. I, I swear <laughs> to God, my weeb phase is well behind me, but I still remember the Japanese titles better than I do the English. I don't know why that is. It's just ingrained in me. I got you, Vic. I've inspected this series very thoroughly. <laughs> it, it is straight. It straight up is porn. Like people, people that even watched like the, the like the English release, like the subtitled release or whatever, don't even know this. But if you go find the Taiwanese, I think it's Taiwanese edit, uh, th- Thailand maybe. I don't know. One of those fucking Asian countries, anyways. Um. Yeah, I said it. Wow. Yeah, I said it. And it, anyways, one of those Asian countries, um, it zoomed out a bit, and there's no censorship. It, you see dick, you see ass, you see, I think vagina. I not, not like I really went and fucking watched all the episodes or anything. But I was, I was fascinated. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, they aired this on TV. What the fuck? <laughs> you can see those clips on Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that is where I found them. Um, so, yeah, that's just wild. It's there. It's available. It's wild. Um, so, yeah. But the point is, though, is that they, they hired people on that had worked in things that were really close to that. There's no way they didn't know. They had well, to I mean, have. Okay, so another good example is, like, in uh, one of the guys, um, 
I forget which one it was, because uh, I watch so much shit, uh, but I think it was somebody that uh, they had on, or the, the dropout had on one of their shows, uh, was talking about, hey, so what, oh no, sorry, I remember what it was. It was a recent uh, live stream from outside Xbox or outside extra. I forget which channel they're same, same company. Channel. Yeah. yeah, they're the yeah. same channel. One's just purple and the other's just green. The forbidden gamer colors. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but one of them had or they had in a live stream uh, somebody who was a voice in uh, Baldur's Gate. And you know what he was? He was just the sex noises for Asterion. Wait, they they hired on new other wait, I didn't know that. Yes, not so ba yeah, they hire well, I mean, if you're an important VA, you don't have to do sex noises apparently. Well, no, I I mean, to be fair with you though, I think it's probably a safe thing if you've got the money and the budget to do it because there's a lot like, like what I was saying earlier, anything short of porn, which I guess you could argue Baldur's Gate is at least one tenth porn. Um or at least porn adjacent, I mean the nudity anyways. Um, the sex scenes are mostly fade to black. Um, I guess spoiler alert, um, if <gasps> I didn't know that. Um, but I guess it makes sense though, because like, like we were saying earlier, it is kind of career suicide, or at least it was, it was at one point considered career suicide. Um, or at least career defining, maybe that's a better way of phrasing that. Like you, if you were the porn guy or girl, you end up being the porn guy or girl. It's breaking out of it becomes more of a tedious thing to do than it is to just not do it in the first place. Why become the porn guy or girl when some B-list Hollywood actor is going to have their voice digitized by Replica and then you could just buy that? I'm just kidding. Hey, Sega Actra is re really trying to do that. So, I mean, throwback to last episode. Um, <laughs> ah, this localization shit is just so awful. Um, but like what people are bitching about online is just the subtitles because that's the only interaction they have with the localizer is because they're watching it in Japanese. Um, they're hearing the Japanese original dubbed audio and they don't know Japanese. So they're reading the fucking subtitles because that's just the culture. Yeah. Right. right. I, I don't do that. Um, I'll be the first to admit, I don't watch a whole lot of anime, uh, but when I do, I almost always listen to the English dub and um, it's very hit and miss, but I got to admit some of them are okay. Some right. of them are okay. I think we've mentioned it before. I I pretty much am at this point in in time the same way. Like I'm very picky about what I watch, and when I do watch it, it's usually like I, I aim to look for something in English, just because I'm laying like across my room, mm -hmm. and while I could probably read the subtitles, if I miss them, I can't just rewind because my mouse is like a solid like twelve feet away from me. I'm a uh, it's just well, sometimes it's, hard it's just to it's just so it's so it's so yeah. more convenient, so much more convenient. Even yeah. if, you know, on average, uh, I would argue, I think it's definitely a lot better in the modern day. But there's still points in time when you can tell they just didn't put the budget in. You know, even if they're decent voice actors, they just the director's like, whatever, we're doing like two takes. If you fuck it up, you fuck it up. No mm. big deal. Right, so we're on the time budget. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, um, where was I going with this? Uh, that's one of the things I like about Tekken Eight. Uh, a brief aside about Tekken 8, it's it's out, it's pretty good. It just came out today. Um, but in, in Tekken, uh, I feel like this is the, the happy medium that pisses off everybody. In, in Tekken, the characters only talk in their native languages, and they talk to each other, and it's fucking weird. Because imagine you got, like, 
this dude with fucking devil horns and wings growing out of his back, like speaking to you in really ominous Japanese. And it's like you're playing a, a girl in a sundress and you're speaking Portuguese. <laughs> like, we need we need more of that, by the way. It's fucking awesome. But it's also I, like, you know, goofy. that is kind of funny, though, because it's like <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. But we're so fighting. <laughs> it, it's uh, a quick aside to that. Um we were you oh ah, ooh, this could be a good segue but we, we shouldn't segue just yet but uh i started playing a new mobile game called reverse 1999 and not to get into it too much but uh they do they do the exact same thing with it all the characters that are from other nationalities in, in the game speak their native languages every once in a while or like intermittently and it is sometimes it means i have to read the subtitles anyways but fucking jesus it's so good it's kind of nice. Funny it's, aside from the fact that the, the, the actual voice acting itself is kind of middling, but the fact that they went and got actual voice actors from each like region that they're basing the characters in is actually it's just really cool. It, as a linguist, it, it makes up for the slightly lower quality voice acting. You know, what's funny about that is um, even as old as... Like, and I know that they've done this before where in other games where they're like, oh, the lines are in native languages. But uh, in uh, I've noticed this recently because I'm like, you know, I'm going to play I'm going to play some uh, modern, more modern XCOM 2. And uh, I forgot, but in one of the option settings, it's soldiers use native languages as best as because obviously they only had so many VAs, right? This is before we could just have somebody like record a handful of lines and then be like, all right, AI, make it sound deeper, make it sound higher pitch, make it feminine. Obviously, voice changers do exist and we can play with pitches and all that, but it's a lot harder to do by hand and make it sound good than just have AI fucking do it. Mm. Not that AI can do everything. Right. Um, like if we like if we kind of hit the head uh, nail on the head with this one, uh, we could move into um, a different uh, game that's uh, been accused of using AI with nothing. Behind yeah, it. <laughs> let's get let's get into it. That's that's today's main story. And uh, dear listener, remember, it is the 25th of January, 2024. OK, yeah. No. <laughs> um, well, if OK, if they're even remotely into video game news at all like you watch young or fucking clownfish or anybody mm -hmm. in the space um like those are the two i watch but like uh young uh skill skill up um clownfish all three of them at least uh and they're the only three video game channels i see i haven't uh, even watched uh skill up's coverage yet did he like it uh what side's he on no he didn't review it yet he's uh he did his uh like weekend review show oh, okay where he talked a, a little bit about, but that was prior to um, what, Nintendo. What, I know we're about uh, to talk about any. the the controversy, uh, but before we dive into it, uh, one weird thing that I've noticed is that a lot of journalists who I would have expected would side with the outrage mob have surprisingly not done that. Shillip is fortunately far enough away from America being in, you know, Australia that he's allowed to have real opinions on things. Mm -hmm. um, well, well individual <laughs> opinions he's allowed to have individual opinions on things uh at least as far as like stuff like this goes so i would not be surprised i this will not be over in two weeks probably so we'll probably yeah. have more stuff to talk about it and by then i will have watched his video on it uh, fair so let me try to give a, a quick stab at explaining what this is even about right 
So I have a bunch of notes prepared. And in fact, if you are on our forum, melomancy.cafe, you'll see where I've prepared a high level overview of my my notes because I was getting ready to put them in notepad. And I was like, we have a fucking forum. I'm just going to put them there. <gasps> so I made a thread and I replied to myself several times and uh, Hell's replied. Uh, Rick, you replied at some point. Um, yeah, I got Even pictures. I got on to the. Uh... <laughs> Look no. at that. Using the tools that I'm paying for monthly. Fantastic. Um, that includes this mumble server. I'm I, I'm paying someone from the Fetty to, to host it for me. Um, anyway, uh, so I have some notes on what's going on here. So at a really high level, we're talking about Power World, right? Power World is this new game. I think we've mentioned it on the show before because I saw the trailer and I was like, that's whack as fuck. Um, I think it was like really early on, wasn't it? It was months and months ago. Um, yeah, it was when I think it was like the Game Awards at one point or something, or one yeah. of those shows. Anyways, I saw the trailer and I'm like, this this looks ridiculous. And well, it is. So, um, the, here's the news that that it it came out a couple days ago, right? Uh, it's selling really well, like really, really well. Like we're getting daily updates on the sales numbers as they're passing the millions on Steam alone. Yeah, we thought Baldur's Gate was a big deal. <laughs> so it's newsworthy because it's selling really well. It's our currently the best selling game of the year so far. Remember, we just closed out 2023 where Hogwarts Legacy took the dub at like, what was it? Twenty two and a half million, right? Something like that. It, yeah. it kind of fluctuates between 22 and 23. But yeah, this game's well, been out for six days and they're at eight million right now. Yeah, um, no, they're fucking cleaning house. Crazy. And it's a $30 game. Might That might help. Now, for those who are living under a rock, Pal World uh, is a cutesy monster collecting game that is also a survival game. You build a base, you get guns, you find these things that are called pals that are little cute little monster creatures. You can tame them, you can fight with them, you can kill them, you can cook them, I think. I, I don't yeah, really know. Yeah, you can eat them. E eating yep. your friends is mm -hmm. part of the trailer. Like, eating yeah. your cute, cutesy little friends. It's like someone took the concept of the Pokemon world, where um, all the animals are Pokemon. It's humans and Pokemon, right? That concept um, made it with, you know, different creatures, not Pokemon. But they look pretty close to Pokemon. Like, they, the art style. Very reminiscent of Pokemon. Uh, but the game's just, uh, like, Rust or Ark, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, more like Ark. Yeah. People keep calling it like Ark. I don't not that familiar with Ark. I mean, I played it briefly, but uh, I'm more familiar with Rust, and that's what it looks like to me. But like, um, yeah, it's Ark, but um, looks like it looks like a Pokemon mod for Ark is is what I will say. And uh, some people are really mad about that. Now we expected people to be mad about this because Pokemon and Nintendo fanboys in particular are really weird. Because think about it this way: Pokemon, you gotta understand, Pokemon's very popular. A lot of people grew up watching Pokemon as the, maybe their first anime ever, right? And everyone's played at least one game or a spinoff or something, right? Everyone's yeah. dabbled in Pokemon. Everyone generally likes Pokemon. But there are people who are obsessed with Pokemon, who play the new one every time it comes out. They're and part of the problem. Regardless of quality. Regardless of quality. And they're super up to date on everything Pokemon. And then there's just the, the normies, uh, which this time would be me, um, who very well aware of Pokemon does not play the newest one every time and is generally favorable to something like pal world, which is just a new thing. That's like Pokemon. Yeah. Right? It's actually funny to think I, uh, so I grew up one of my, actually uh, I attribute Pokemon red and yellow to being the reason why I even know how to fucking read and write English. Um, mm -hmm. It was because I, I, as a kid, I didn't have any motivation to learn. I didn't fully learn like 
like full writing until probably like like what you would consider decent writing for a kid anyways until like the middle to late elementary school but i was i was significantly like uh slower to it which is uh funny that i now write all the time um i guess it awoke something in me but uh, i attribute that to those games I, I don't like Pokemon very much. I fucking hate the games. Yeah. Uh, and that's not even because of a quality drop. I just straight up stopped liking them. I, I don't really like team build. It would be funny enough, I like Persona and probably would like SMT. But I don't really like the creature collector, team builder uh, aspect of JRPGs. I kind of like more of like a, something a bit more static. I, I guess more like Final Fantasy or, or you know, so, so on and so forth. But mm-hmm. um, Something more so like Dragon just, Quest, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just stopped liking Pokemon because of that. But I fucking love Power World. It, that's I mean, I, uh, I knew I would, though. I, I, I like survival games. It, it, it didn't even need the coat of paint for me to probably like it and play it, right? But. So let me let me tell you what people are mad about, right? So um, there are two things. Well, people are mad because they want to be mad because they don't like the idea, but they're spreading misinformation to make even more people mad. And it has mm-hmm. snowballed, I'd say, out of control, but the sales are not slowing down, right? But uh, let me let me try to break down where the snowball of outrage comes from. So I'm going to stop talking about the people who are misinformed for a minute and just talk about the people who are spreading the misinformation. Right. Yeah. These are people who want Power World to fail and they are reaching for anything they can use against Power World. Right. So they found two things and they've been running with it and it's not fucking working anymore. Right. Like. It got a little bit of steam at first, enough to get the snowball of outrage going, but it has fizzled out as far as I can tell. But um, the first thing that they got is the CEO of the company, um, Takuro Mizobe, right? He um, he posted a tweet in 2021. They had, they had to go pretty far back for this one. In 2021, yeah. he posted a tweet where it was a, it was a picture from BuzzFeed uh, from an article where the blogger had made an AI, um, some Dali-E, uh, implementation look at all of the pokemon the like the 2d sprites of the pokemon um and draw some more and he wrote something i have the picture up on the forum this tweet's available it's not deleted uh, and he said and this is the translation from google translating from japanese says the ai has evolved so much i can no longer tell which one is a pokemon uh on the left are pokemon like monsters drawn by ai and on the right are ac- uh real pokemon uh, that that's what he said. He then he replied to himself saying, "It seems that BuzzFeed engineer and he tags the guy uh, automatically generating using a method called Ru Dali." That's all he said. That's all he yeah. said. He did not necessarily praise it, but he did not condemn it. And so people are saying because he did not condemn AI art after mentioning AI art, he fucking loves AI art, and that's fucking stupid. Yeah, the weirdest thing about that is like AI art wasn't like heralded as the end time for artists yet yeah not back in 2021 and so um it's weird because it's like i really hate the idea that to discuss something you must in the same breath point out that you're not a you're not for it right i actually fucking hate that there's so many things that i feel like when i mention it it's like but disclaimer i don't support this it's like i really don't i hate that that's a knee-jerk fucking reaction that's because i stream is i know i know exactly where it comes from but I fucking hate that that's my knee-jerk reaction sometimes. Right. It's stupid. And so the other thing that they have been trying to get him on, the same CEO guy, right? He developed a game. Now, I unfortunately can't find the title of this game. 
uh, or a screenshot of the tweet, but I, I, I saw it previously and I didn't have time to dig it up. But he created some kind of really simple game that uses generative AI to generate an image. And it's like a party game where you try to guess like who's got the AI art image. And it was like a meta commentary about how advanced AI art has become. Yeah. I actually think that game sounds like a really neat idea, especially for like, even if you're just think, talking about like information wise, right? It's like, here's a game that shows you how the tech is evolving. Right. It is going to evolve regardless if you like it or not, or if you want it gone or not. It's, it's, it will always exist. Even if the government say no, it will exist somewhere. <laughs> you might as well know about it. He used AI art in a game that is commentary about AI art, but that's not what people are saying. They're saying he made yeah. a game with AI art before. And he's posted positively about AI art before. Therefore, this game's AI, right? And it's like, you have no fucking evidence. But they fuck these haters took that and fucking ran. And I found lots of people on Twitter who are just like, oh, I heard this game was uh, made with AI art and you probably shouldn't support it. And it's plagiarism, right? Now, they're claiming plagiarism because the pals look like Pokemon, Right. And there have been a lot of people who have tried really hard to compare them side by side. One person uh, convinced a lot of people that they were really similar, but then went on to say, um, actually, I had to scale them to size to make them look more similar to each other than they actually were. Um, and then when called out for this, he said, and I quote, this is this is a BYO frog at Twitter. He says, I'm doing this because I think it's disgusting how much power world glorifies animal abuse. Yep. What the fuck? So, okay, we got some, like, wannabe PETA shill um, basically making false equivalencies about Pokemon to pals uh, by manipulating images to convince you uh, by can resizing I, can them. I just, can I just say, too, one of the weirdest things, like, the game is still extremely cartoonish. When when you, when you quote-unquote, kill the pals, they just get squiggly lines on their eyes. There's no blood. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's, even when you butcher them, it's, it's wacky, funny cartoon violence. It's it's really not it's really not that deep, and people are making it way more deeper than it is, dude. So, uh, the the drama gets a little deeper. Um, so not only that, there was a thread on Twitter. I forget this user's name. I did not capture it for my thread. I wish I did. I think the I think the thread got deleted. But um, someone on Twitter made like a really long thread, one comparison at a time, one post at a time, replying to themselves, right? Um, comparing. Uh, Pokemon 2 pals where they think they are similar enough uh, one at a time. However, this didn't really convince anyone. And every argument made was kind of a stretch. In fact, I don't think it's convinced Nintendo, you know, the people who own Pokemon. And as Nintendo released a statement that when you read between the lines basically says, if we could have sued them or sent them a cease and desist, we would have done so. Yeah, they're like, we will investigate. It's like, um, you you take down people with lawsuits all the time and you haven't touched these guys yet because you don't have a fucking case. And when you yeah. compare the pals to the Pokemon side by side and all these threads where people are like, I think these two are similar. It's like they're different enough. It, it, I mean, it's, it was one of those moments where, like it's clear inspiration. Although I will say, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it yet, but uh, Nintendo did actually make a statement. Yeah, that's, um, that's what, what you're saying. saying. Nintendo's yeah, yeah. statement is functionally boils we'll, down to we'll if look we into could, it. Yeah. If we could, we would, but obviously we yeah. can't do anything about this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it, and, that, and that's, 
I mean, I think that's just more of like a. They're probably they're probably getting tons and tons, hundreds upon hundreds. If I had to, probably more than that, really, though. I'm underselling that probably. But you know, they're getting responses though, and it's probably people writing in, emailing, messaging their fucking social medias, being like, "Oh my god, this game's stealing from you," and they're like, "Uh." I don't, wish. I, don't, I, I don't think it is, but I, think, I mean, we'll look. <laughs> I, I got to point out my favorite piece of the salt on this whole journey so far was the Eurogamer article. This was so appalling. I had to tag you ahead of the show, victim. Um, but Eurogamer uh, wrote a really uh, awful article about Power World. And I'll get to that in a second, because the tweet that they posted to announce the article was even worse. Somehow the tweet reads, and I quote, Playing Pal World gives off the impression of playing a product designed to be sold rather than to be played. You will feel like a mark and you will be right. Our early That's impressions. Like so stupid. I, I remember did, that. did yeah, fucking yeah. Neil Druckmann write that for fuck's sake. It dude. sounds like it, but um what's even funnier is that inside the article, this is what I tagged you in, I I almost didn't click on it because I didn't want to give him a click, but I was like, I gotta I gotta read the argument. This is gonna be funny. And uh, there is one part that really stuck out to me, and I'm going to quote this middle section of the article where he says, Breath of the Wild's watercolor mournfulness was already diluted into bland, vivid green hills in Genshin Impact. Here, it's watered down once again, filtered through mobile shovelware, entirely vapid, non-place of the Pelagos Islands. So what's with the friendly fire here to Genshin Impact? This dude hates that too. Like, yeah, this this strikes I, me as the kind of guy who was a Zelda fanboy who didn't like that breath or that Genshin Impact has similar gameplay and is well a better game. Uh, well, it's functionally like the same engine, whether or not they rebuilt it or whatever is irrelevant. But like, it looks like it's straight up Breath of the Wild. But well, you in, know, in its betas, it even played a lot. Like, if mm-hmm. you lit a fire, it would give you an updraft and things like that. Like they they did they did change the homework by the time it launched. But it still has a lot of similarities. Unless you're just now playing it for the first time. Um, no one's playing Breath of the Wild. Nobody's playing Tears of the Kingdom. Unless you're like fucking around with the creator thingy. Like that game's old news now. But in five yeah. years time, people are still going to be playing Genshin Impact. Yep. Maybe. Well, well, assuming the servers are up, they may be yeah. playing uh, Genshin Impact too. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> but like, we'll see. that game is a forever game and it keeps delivering new shit. And... Um, Zelda's not doing that. It's not a live fair, service game. I I, I I always hated saying this on stream because I it's one of those moments where, like it just feels dirty to say. Like even if you don't like Zelda or, or more specifically if you don't like Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom, it still feel it probably still feels dirty to hear me say this. I was always worried that Tears of the Kingdom was going to be a worse game than Genshin Impact. Because Genshin Impact was you know, it, it was a step up from Breath of the Wild. Uh, anything that is built off of something else has the potential of being better as a result. It's just part of moving forwards, right? Um, so that that isn't that big of a jump, I don't think. But to, to say Genshin Impact is better than Tears of the Kingdom, I feel like that's just it's just dirty to say that. But in reality, it kind of is in, in a lot of ways. Like, love or hate the story, Genshin Impact has a story. Tears of the Kingdom has a fucking lore and backstory. Mm-hmm. Which is good. It's really good. Don't even get me wrong. I, I fucking cried. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even talking shit, but Genshin just has more of it. It just has more going on. There's more to do. Even if Genshin isn't the perfect game, there's still plenty of reasons to. Um, I mean, we can maybe talk about one of them later. The Chinese community's not too happy with them right now, but um, China number one. <laughs> but the, the, the big thing is like there. There's plenty of reasons to like and not like these games. I guess is where I'm going, but um, 
but it's wild to compare them, especially like in the case of Power World here. Um, in in the way that they did, that's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think like how to phrase it. It's just it's nonsensical, I guess. So it's really hard to like describe why. It it just it's kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's the controversy for Power World. Um, we're probably gonna have an update for this story next time we record, just because it just came out and it's big news. But like, yeah. there will probably be a lot more cringe arguments. The internet's full of them right now. People are just reaching, reaching as far as their arms can reach for a reason not to like Power World and to tell the world about it. But like, there's no evidence they used AI and the plagiarism accusations. It's like, I mean, yeah, sure. They're clearly inspired by Pokemon. That's kind of obvious. I mean, Pokemon right? wasn't even the first one to do Creature Collector. So, I mean, Pokemon is a rip of SMT, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, SMT yes. and well, more specifically, Dragon Quest. There, and there was a viral yeah. tweet comparing the monsters in Pokemon to the monsters in Dragon Quest, and it's very obvious that Dragon Quest came first, and it they they got the aesthetic down before Pokemon did, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, but that but that's like a lot of people like take that as like you know a dig or whatever, but no, that's just how things work. Man, there was a fucking point in history back in like the Renaissance era. Where making copies and and like what we would call plagiarism today was actually seen as a good thing, so like I don't know. It, it's just, that reminds I, me. It bothers me that inspiration nowadays is considered like akin to plagiarism, and it's like, bro, please don't fucking say that. That's a dangerous fucking precedent to draw because it isn't, and it shouldn't be. <laughs> Notice that nobody, nobody. Uh... Actually, I don't know if this is true because I didn't have a DS, so maybe I missed out on the controversy, but I don't recall there being any controversy when Dragon Quest made a creature collector game for the DS. What no. was it? Dragon Quest Monsters Joker or some shit? And it's yeah, like I don't I don't think there was any controversy. I think people just played it and liked it. It was a creature yeah. collector using the classic Dragon Quest monsters that came before Pokemon and it looked a lot like fucking Pokemon. Right? And it's like that was fine. Um, I actually saw an image that I think kind of explains that really well. It's like, hey, my game is similar to yours. Yeah, let's call them X. It's like Neo and Demon Souls, Souls like. Oh, I saw that. I saw that meme and, too. And, and then it's like Pal World, and like, hey, my game is. And then it's just someone fucking raging their ass off. And it's just like that is effectively what's happening right now. That people decided that in this one case, it did the similar a similar game to theirs was in- unacceptable. To the, to be fair though, um, this game is nothing like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, the only thing they have like in common art. is that it has cute creatures that you collect. I, I will say, it, it is being overshadowed a little bit as being a quote-unquote action game. But in reality, the, 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 the pals, I guess, they do jump to face each other like you would see in a Pokemon game. And it is functionally turn-based realistically. People are going to argue me on that one, but the only thing not turn-based is you, you, you yourself. You can pull them out of the battle whenever the fuck you want. You can shoot the Pokemon, or pal, whatever. I'm, I'm still going to call the Pokemon. I... Pokepal. It's ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can pull out your assault rifle and gun them the fuck down, and that that's action. But the Pokemon themselves, the pals themselves, they fight functionally in turn-based. They have speed values on their attacks. They've got different values. It, it is functionally turn-based. So the the Pokemon reference is correct. There are people out there that are trying to say that it isn't. It's not even close. But in reality, it is pretty close. But everything else is more like art. So I sought out a second opinion. Um, I did this last episode. It was kind of fun. Uh, I did a it again. Second opinion, he says. <laughs> um, so I posted a thread on the Fetty that I'm going to refresh my web browser before I fucking read this. Um, I posted a poll 
on the Fetty because I thought it'd be easier to read a poll than to read everyone's fucking replies like last episode. Uh, so I wrote I wrote a poll asking the gamers of the Fetty what they think about Power World. I got 50 replies or 50 responses on the poll. There are one, two, three, four, five, six answers that I let them choose from. I'm going to tell you what they are, Vic. Okay. Yep, um, yep. So the winner of the poll, um, a, a minor majority of 32%. It's the biggest percent in the list, but it's not more than half. Uh, says, great game, deserves more sales. That's the most positive answer. I'm going to go from most positive to least positive and say what the percents were. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're at like, what? I, they haven't said it yet, but I think they're at like 9 million now. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, so thirty-two percent gave the most positive answer of "great game deserves more sales." Thirty percent, that's second place, says it's okay. Six percent, the lowest, um, says it will be okay after some updates. Sixteen uh, percent, it's mid. Six percent, the other one that's also the lowest, it's bad. And ten percent, behead all who oppose Nintendo. <laughs> That probably, probably, people probably picked that one as a joke. I, <laughs> I, I thought they might, but it's like I, I give the people what they want. Um, and no, I mean it, it, it's necessary. That is what the discourse is, right? So it's funny because so this this poll went for um, a few hours, and uh, we had a pretty healthy discussion. I'm not going to read what the posts say. I will post a link to the poll on the show notes if you want to go to the post and read it. Uh, but I will say, uh, I uh, shout out to Graf from Post. Uh, he replied to me saying i i like this game a lot and i gifted it to a bunch of people and then i jokingly replied to him like there's this really cool guy on steam his name's dialon 9 you should gift him a copy and adam is a friend he fucking did uh so i got a free copy of power world hey hero, hero energy right there fuck yeah dude uh so thank you again for the gift i'm going to install that on my steam deck and play it fucking eventually i'm i just got tekken 8 I, I'm a little busy. And in just a few short days, I'll have Persona 3 reload. So it's like, I don't know when I'm going to have fucking time to play this, but the longer I wait, the better the game's probably going to be. It is solo friendly too, Dylan. So you, even yeah. if you don't get time to play it with us, you you very much could just hop into a single player world. I, um, I might. And that might be fine because uh, I'm probably going to play it on the Steam Deck and it's probably going to be um, a game I play in front of the kids. They like cute shit. It's going to be fine. Um, yeah, but I, like I said earlier, it honestly isn't really the, all that bad. There's a couple of references here and there. Although to be fair, the original Pokemon game said some fucking gruesome fucking shit in their references too. People like to forget about that. But um, <laughs> but like there's like the the number sixty nine on the on the poke or the Paldex as they're as it's called is. It's, it's pretty mm, fucked that, up. That, it's, it's, a, it's a, a reference. To... It's a reference to bestiality. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll leave nice. it at that. But um, the Paldex. The, dude, that that's a Pokedex. Okay, <laughs> that that one's a little bit on the nose, it guys. Is, it is a little bit on. Yeah, I mean, there's some on the nose. The lawyers are just salivating. They're like, sure. oh, it's close. I don't know. <laughs> but, but um, I mean, I can give I can give my uh, take on it too, if you'd like, there, Dylan. Oh, I guess let me just finish the thought. Um, yeah. I think my oldest son would like it. He really likes cooperative games. Of course, there's no split screen, so he can't play it with me unless I go get the Xbox version, right? Um. But yeah, like, there will be crossplay eventually. Yeah, once crossplay's out, I might get him the Xbox version so we can play together. Um, because like he really likes games that are cooperative, like Minecraft. Uh, he he just he's not competitive. My younger son is very competitive. He was playing Tekken Eight with me, and hey, oh hey, my god, go. there is a simple input mode that you can turn on, and he, he's four, so it's like yeah, we'll turn that on for you. And he was kicking my ass, dude. Like I had to play characters I knew how to play because when we were playing Tekken Five on the Steam Deck. Um, I was just playing characters I didn't know how to play because I didn't want them to feel bad, right? 
uh, while I just fumble around and let them win every once in a while, right? Uh, but like with Tekken 8, it's like I had to go play the, the characters I know really well from previous games because the, the autoplay thing that he was doing like was really, really good. And I was like, holy shit, I can't actually win. Like, it's like I let him hit me a couple times and it's like, OK, time to fight back and win the round. And it's like, oh, there's no winning the round. He's got me <laughs> in a corner. And then I had to bust out Lee because that's my best character. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. And it was really silly. Uh, he likes playing Jin. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, that's a uh, he has fire pants, but he <laughs> likes being the devil. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> the you know, I, fighter, the devil. Ba- basic option, <laughs> but I, w- I was a Mario player in Super Smash Bros., so I, I can't talk shit. All right, it's okay. That's okay. But yeah, I play Lee mostly. I used to main Yoshimitsu, but they changed him a little bit too much for me. Uh, I still can play him. Uh, and actually, speaking of Yoshimitsu, I did play his story mode. Because uh, there's like a, a five fight um, intro cutscene, end cutscene, like little arcade mode, like the old days uh, Ooh, for every single nice. character. And yeah. I love that. I'm so glad that's there. Um, the Tekken 7 did not have that. Um, so uh, Tekken 8 has that. I did it for both Lee and Yoshimitsu. That's all I had time for. Uh, in Yoshimitsu's intro cutscene, um, he's he's inspired to join the, the King of Iron Fist tournament and all the ongoing Tekken 8 shenanigans because uh, he keeps hearing voices and he figured out that that was his sword which is cursed. It's always been cursed. It's always been the case. But like in his mind's eye, he was like envisioning the voice that was speaking to him and that the, the outline was fucking nightmare from Soul Calibur. So Soul Edge confirmed. Holy shit. Hey, I didn't think they'd nice. go there. Yoshimitsu has fucking Soul Edge. Uh, Believable. Well, I mean, that would be a good way of, of I guess, capping off Soul, uh, Soul Calibur in its lore because Soul Calibur... It's still medieval age, I think, in mm-hmm. its story, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't, remember, I, I didn't, I didn't play through all the six, but yeah. So I mean, that makes sense. It takes place in the late fifteen hundreds, so yeah. And then yeah, Tekken can just be the modern day in the same universe. Like, that'd be actually a cool idea, honestly. Yeah, and the devil gene is just soul soul edge fragments in the body, not a weapon. Like yeah, it it's right there. Like they they could link them together. Done. Very simple. Very simple. Yeah, they should I like it. I, I like where that's going, but I have not played the main story yet um, at all. I just didn't have time. I, I played it. It unlocked at 4 p.m. and I got off work at like 530. So whatever. Um, anyways, finish your thought about Power World. I got yeah. other topics. So <laughs> I, I guess uh, if I were to if I were to like be like genuinely honest, I have a bit of a bias for, the, for these kind of games. I mean, I think we um, it makes sense. We all fucking met each other on Minecraft. Um, but I would say if I were to remove that bias, I'd probably be in the same camp. This is its mid. It's um definitely being carried by its uh I don't I don't want to say contrarianism, but like the the negative hype is definitely carrying it very hard. Uh, Dude, well, positive I, and negative hype. I, I guess, feel but. so warm inside when people get mad about the game, and I haven't even played it yet. Like, yeah, and <laughs> but like you know, obviously it's got bugs. I actually couldn't play for like if this is really funny. This is a funny moment. Couldn't play for twelve hours. There's a bug that had been in since launch. Oh, dude, um, last night I was playing Warframe on Destiny's account, trying to get her to steal paths so we can play together. And yeah. I just I'm I'm sitting in my recliner looking at the living room TV keyboard tray in hand. And I just see victim is playing Power World. Victim is playing Power World. Oh, You're like, my God. You restarting the game over I and over. Knew, and I'm like, I knew Ooh. something. <laughs> I felt bad because like, oh, you know what? People can fucking see me doing this. I'm like, damn it. I was like, whatever. That's what's going through my head. I'm like, he's having problems. And then he started playing yeah. Shrouded instead. I'm like, he's, he gave up. <laughs> yeah, it was so it, 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 it corrupted my... Well, it, uh, quote, quote, unquote, it was corrupting. It wasn't actually corrupting save files. 
But it basically, it was like a desync with the server in me, and trying to fix it is a pain in the ass. Going through backups and me and GTA, uh, who's hosting our server, we had to go through like this, whatever, and we just couldn't figure it out. It, there was a fix somewhere. It just was really hard to fucking navigate, and we just said fuck it. And then twelve hours later, they released an update that fixed it. A bug that had been happening since launch. So they just waited till I had it to fix it. So uh, thank that's great. You. <laughs> thank you, Power World team. Um, but I saw what you did. Yeah. But yeah. I was worried you're going to have a negative impression of the game because of all the crashing you obviously went no. through last night. <laughs> so, I mean, I, that's a that's a negative mark, but they fixed it, so whatever. Um, but I think honestly, playing the game, if you like survival games, it's gonna it's it's gonna scratch that itch. It, it will scratch that itch. It'll also scratch the Pokemon itch. Um, it really will. It just I don't, I don't like Pokemon, but I actually am having a lot of fun with this one. There's something special about whenever I walk across someone. I don't have to like throw up my Pokemon and let them do the work. I can just pull out my fucking gun and say, no, no, today you die. <laughs> today we are not battling. Yeah. No turn based here. Go away. But like in a couple days, I too will have Pokemon with guns. It's Persona 3. Like, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> that, well, that's very not true. Every, but this is old enough Persona. Not everybody has a gun, right? No, no, no. In Persona 3, they use a gun to invoke their persona. Like, yeah. they shoot oh, themselves in the right. head. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. I forgot about, uh, yeah, 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 the invokers. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just making a joke. Uh, I'm really hoping that that game's good, because I have played the original. Well, the yeah. PSP version, right? Well, I, it, it'll, it, it'll be like the like Persona 4 without Golden, I think, is is how they how it's been described. So I'm hoping it's m even more. Like I, I hope they 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 add so much new dialogue, new scenarios, new little things that happen that it's uh, worth the replay because uh, I do remember it vividly, and I've seen all four of the movies, like because um, they made four movies to cover yeah, the plot, yeah. and it's like it was good. I get it. Uh, Persona Four is still better uh, to me, but like I, bro, I'm, I'm hoping be, this new it's one. It's gonna be like me going back to play Morrowind after all this time, bro. That yeah. that is what Persona Three is. Mm -hmm. Well, but if they re remade Morrowind in like Skyrim's in or ESO's engine, I guess would be the more recent um, of the two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like, I have high hopes for P P3R because um, maybe this remake, this new version of P3 to me will be better than P4. That's a tall order, but then they just got to remake P4. Cause you know, they ain't making six. <laughs> they will do anything they can. Not that makes six. Man. They're going to make SMT six before they make fucking persona six. You watch my words. Uh, hopefully not, but, <laughs> but also, um, if you have an itch for Pokemon and you're tired of all the latest Pokemon and power world is too survival for you, you want like a traditional, like RPG, like actually go get S and T five for the switch. Like that yeah. is everything you're looking for. And it's also uh, very difficult, uh, just cause SMT is known for its difficulty. Um, but like persona is just easy SMT. And we've said this on the podcast before. I'm going to say it again. SMT is SMT persona is easy SMT and Pokemon is easy persona, right? Yeah. It's always been and, that and, way. And, and I'd argue, you know, there's people online that have mentioned that, uh, you know, SMT five didn't have the greatest story. Uh, I'll tell you right now, Pokemon, uh, very hardly has a story. So, um, the bars no, on the floor, no difference. So <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. super easy, barely an inconvenience. That's it. I think that yeah, that's probably subjective for the record. Um, for our SMT fans out there, I, I haven't played it. I can't speak to it. That's just what I've heard. Yeah. Never you, played you, SMT you can, you can put your guns away. Uh-huh. I, I have something to can tell we? you about. I, I have something to tell you about, about having no story. So I did some research over the break 
while we uh, are on our hiatus. Research? Yes. So I did some some intense research uh, during our break. Uh, as you all know, or new listeners to the show, you should know that every like November, December, we just don't record. We just have a vacation yeah. for the podcast. It keeps it fresh and it keeps us less busy in our busiest times. Right. So I decided to do some research during the break and I downloaded some mobile games and I wanted to talk about them because I think they're scams. Uh, I mean, is that surprising? Oh, mobile games are scams, but it's it's so much more and nobody's fucking talking about it. I feel like I'm going crazy, right? Yeah, so I mean, it, yeah, by nature, I think, well, gotcha, but also mobile. Um, I got two games I want to mention. And I, I, I went on to try several more. I could name them, but like, it, they're, just trust me that there's several more. But there's two that stand out as like near clones of each other made by different companies. Um, and there's something that they all have in common. Uh, they have a lot of ads. So like they, they spend a lot of money in their ad campaigns. So you, That's you, gross. you will learn their names and you will know about them. But like, I, I decided to play both and the game, like it, the menus are the same. Like, um, I'll, I'll just cut to the chase. The first one I did was, uh, Isekai Slow Life. And then the other one was Isekai Demon Waifu. So <laughs> these games okay. are fucking awful right so their ads are everywhere um i've seen i've seen them on tiktok i've seen them on youtube i've seen them wherever ads get to my eyeballs because those are the only places i ever see ads because i i watch youtube on my tv <laughs> um the unfortunate yeah moment where ad block uh you kind of out of the way right so these games are fucking garbage but like not only are they garbage they're like the same game but they're made by two different companies i had to look it up i'm like is one a sequel to another because they did not come out at the same time. Right. But like, um, I found several of, so I guess the premise, right. Is that it's a waifu collector, obviously. Right. You have these units that could do combat or other activities like trading or whatever. They'll have little stats for that. And you have another category of character. That's like a girlfriend or whatever. Right. They're called different things in each game. Um, and these are all like, You've seen those like PNG tubers, like they're not 3D VTubers, they're like the PNGs, but they can kind of move, but it's clearly an image being warped a little bit, right? Yeah. Uh, one one image being warped a little bit, the, the, the PNG tubers on YouTube that do a way better job by having multiple pictures they warp, right? But yeah. this these games, it's just this weird live 2D, like stretching and animating of a 2D image. And um, the thing that really like, uh, you know, spotted on my radar was like, I, I played... Uh, slow life for a little bit because I was like, well, this might be a fun thing to click buttons on when I'm taking a shit, right? Um, so I installed it for a while on my phone and then I uninstalled it after a while because I was like, I feel like I've done everything in this game. I didn't pay any money. And it's like, I feel like if I don't pay any money, uh, I'm not going to get any further because I, I stopped having fun. It was fun for a little bit. And then I got Isekai Demon Waifu because I just like those girls better. Um, but like, I was taken aback by how similar the fucking game was. Like, um, the main menu is like a city with a bunch of like little icons over all the buildings that, and it's the same icons. I'm like, wait a minute. It's like I'm playing two different RPG maker games, right? Where the menu elements have not been styled, right? Yep. Like, uh, and we see this a lot in like visual novels made with Renpy, right? Like I've read a few of those. Um, and if you don't customize your UI elements, there's like a default. And I've seen, I've read several that use the default and it, they look the same, right? Um, that's what's happening here. But I was like, is one game a sequel to another? And they're ma are they made by the same company? Fucking no. No, they're not. And then 
the most damning thing was I found uh, two characters that were exactly the same, like the same model, right? Different names. And I was like, oh, so one is stealing from the other or they're both stealing from something else. Couldn't quite figure out what it was. Yeah. And I just I felt like I was losing my mind. Um, so I guess, dear listener. Uh, the moral of the story is don't play isekai demon waifu and do not play isekai solo life if you must play one demon waifu is better now um <laughs> i also I'm, let me pull up the screenshot hold on i took a screenshot of all the ones i installed before i went and uninstalled them all they while they did stylize their ui elements a little bit more so it's not obvious that they're a ripoff they still had that same like cityscape with a bunch of like names above buildings and you could scroll left and right and it's like three pngs lay, lay, layered on top of each other as they're like moving in the wind right um, and that's how that's your menu system for interacting with all the systems. I saw that in several of them, uh, but I'll tell you the ones I tried and not all of them fell into this, but the, the ones I tried, uh, one was Ecocalypse, uh, another one was Idol Angels, another one was Girls Evo, another one was Memento Mori. I think that was the one that was actually good. Uh, Merge Girls. That awful. one I think I've heard of before, actually. Yeah, Memento Mori I actually looked like an RPG. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't name something Memento Mori and it suck. The, like if you're right. gonna, yeah, you, if you're you gonna can. roll the dice on a big name like that. <laughs> yeah, and the other one was Mythic Heroes, and I did not save the other one. Um, so the two characters that were exact rips of each other, I, I must admit, they are slightly different from each other. One is obviously a boy. One is obviously a girl, right? But it's like this gargoyle character that's like perched over an edge. Cox. I probably I don't know you, you can't see you'll, you see them from the back right so the one that's obviously a female is using their arm to cover the nipples right and you can see like the 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 curvature of the butt cheek uh but the other one um that's obviously a man is flat chested and has a bigger base of the tail so you cannot see an outline of the butt cheek because that would be gay right <laughs> uh I'm right. going to post both of these images in uh the discord channel and i want you guys to to tell me that's not the same fucking game um one second yeah you know we need to see the uh the uh, the fruits of cheek. my research yeah we need to see this butt cheek dylan I'm, I'm actually here for it so these are two totally different games made by two totally separate companies that have nothing to do with each other what do you think Gargoyle well, he, he doesn't even have an ass that's just a title but you're the female right. ones on the right <laughs> you're, 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 you're right. These are two different games. I, I, oh no, you're right. That is because I can see the underboob on her. Like, on the other I'm really one. looking yeah. for like how can I tell them apart? But yeah, no. Some artists stole like they hired the same artist clearly. But it's like the same art. I mean, yeah, their eyes are different colors. Uh, but it's like I, simple changes. What the fuck is happening here? One is holding a lantern with the tail. The other one, the lantern is actually cut off by the, the text, the chat box. But like, I saw that and I was like, wait a minute, I've fucking seen this before. Right. And then, um, there was another one. It was called like Refantasia or something. And it had like a dog girl that was also in slow life. But like, it's weird that all these, games are made by these different companies that have nothing to do with each other but they all stole from something or each other and it's like this weird ecosystem of like weird scams and all i can say is you're gonna get ads for this and if you or a loved one <laughs> has been affected by isekai slow life or isekai demon waifu and it's many derivatives i have a solution just read manga honestly like um what you need to do is you need to go to takiomi.org to get 
the Android app, Takayomi. And then because uh, some big mega corporation has been trying to sue them, it's been really difficult to get the manga into Takayomi um, because it's just a reader. You have to provide the manga yourself, right? But people make plugins to make getting the manga super easy. So it used to be available in the app. No longer is. What you need to do is go to kyoshi.github.io slash extensions, a fork of what used to be in the app. Just get Manga Dex or some other one, right? Go to filters, turn on erotica, pornography. You can also disable the safe ones if you really want the filthy stuff. And just sort by most downloads, honestly. You can read interspecies reviewers. Don't play this fucking game. There's Monster Girls waiting for your eyeballs. There you go. That requires no money at all. It's actually really funny that you that you bring this up too, because <laughs> me and me and GTA were just talking about this the other night. So for context, he's a big FGO guy. Uh, obviously, I'm a big Genshin guy, and I, I play a couple of mobile games every once in a while. Um, but uh, we both had a time when we were just shopping the sea of them when we had first gotten into them, and I had played several shovel abandoned weird games that are similar to what you're describing here. But before it was like a big big thing, so it wasn't really like that bad but still um but we were i was mentioning i'm like it really we're at a point now where if you want to get into a mobile game it's not safe to pick a game that has like a big brand behind it so like um we were probably going to mention it here in a second but near uh, is a good example because mm-hmm. they're closing down uh every almost every single tales of mobile game that's hit the west aside from the flip phone games uh are shut down now in the west um, it's a pretty certain all of them. I, I know all at least but one, maybe, but still. The of the four, three are definitely gone. Uh, so that's not safe. You spent money on that and then you lose what you bought, effectively. Um fucking funny enough, I made uh, I posted it in our in our show notes thing, our podcast channel, um, about how there's a Love Live School or, or School Idol Festival 2 is uh it, they announced when it's releasing and closing in the same tweet which is funny as fuck to me. and they're just a few months apart it's four months apart four three to four depending on when it releases in february because uh, they didn't specify like, they just let, said let me read it let, let me read this tweet right so global launch notice we are excited to break the news that the global version of love live school idol festival 2 miracle live is launching soon february 2024 however we also want to inform you that the global version will close its doors May 31st, 2024 and cease in-app purchases accordingly. Like when you read something like that, announcing the launch date and an end date, why would you buy something in-app? Why? You, you, you yeah. would have to be an astronomical fan or delusional to think that maybe putting money into it means they won't shut down. But that's not how that works. Usually these things are determined ahead of time. Um, they just don't tell you. It's like, why? That's well, and usually ridiculous. they're determined like significantly further out too. That, that's that's really close. Yeah, but, this um, is a wild like choice. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they could have kept it to themselves and like announced like a month or two later that they were yeah. shutting down at that time, and then they would have at least you know got the bag of all the microtransaction money. Yep. But now ain't nobody gonna download that. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah it, way to kill your product before you started the product. Yeah, like, it, it's a, it, it's just a, it, effectively it comes down to you 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 can't trust either side of the mobile gaming market because they really are just fucking scams. Even things like Genshin, which I'd, I'd say arguably has a really good game at its core, 
uh, even if they don't necessarily know how to use it properly. But um, even then, I mean, the gotcha side of it, it's, it's a scam. You're literally putting money in to get like fake assets that realistically, while I don't think Genshin's ever shutting down, they've made enough money at this point that there's no reason for any of Hoya versus games to ever shut down, truthfully. Um, it uh, it could one day. And all that money I, I put into it, all the money any of us have put into it, could just go away. And that's 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 a scary thought. If I wasn't, you know, I've already come to terms with it. You know, you can call me dumb, stupid. Uh, nothing I ever called my, I haven't already called myself. Um, but, you know, so it's just like, the only real trustworthy mobile game at this point is not to fucking play a mobile game. Seriously, like if you if you're thinking about playing a mobile game, like I I think you should just read manga. I I made a joke earlier about interspecies re-risk. We mentioned it earlier in the show. Uh, I've actually not been reading that. I've been reading a different one called uh, Harem in a Labyrinth in Another World, which recently got an anime adaptation. But like, I'll probably get to that one eventually. But like, if if you must play a video game on your phone. If that's really what you want, um, there's a bunch of, but you really want like hot anime girls too. Like there's plenty of visual novels on itch.io. They got Android APKs waiting for your download yep. that Google Play would never allow on their store. Of course not. Why would they allow such smut? <laughs> right. Um, or you could, um, it, if you're not a degenerate, uh, you could get like an emulator for an old console, such as Duck Station is really good uh, for Android. Uh, Duck Station actually has an Android-specific version that is not just an Android port of its other version. It's really solid, um, and you can search the high seas for uh, ROMs of games you clearly own, of course, <laughs> right? Uh, and you could just play PS1 games on your phone. You know, you know, go I back. Love the emulators know you don't own them. Yeah, go back and play so, Tomba um... Two. Go back, go back for Gex. Those games were great. They're still great. They're as great Fuck. today as they were then. Um, or be a degenerate and read inappropriate manga, like whatever you want. Just don't play those fucking mobile games. Like, I mean, realistically, <laughs> if you need to play a mobile game, just do research. Look, look for companies that are clearly putting at least money behind their games, even if they're gonna suck your wallet dry or at least attempt to. At least you could get a quality game while it's doing it, right? Like, I think exactly. a good sign of a of a healthy mobile game is does it have a console version does it have a pc version because like Genshin's yeah, a mobile game, that's a good but like you're not playing it on your phone uh, pgr actually just had a recent pc launch too yeah so i think pgr would be safe and i think genshin's safe oh i mean we might have more to say about that in a minute but let's not talk about that right now yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um you mentioned near a little bit earlier and i feel like we should mention that so near reincarnation is it, it's near three right uh is if anyone who tells you otherwise is a hater but like Near Reincarnation is shutting down. It's been going for about three years now, which by Square Enix mobile game standards is pretty good. Um, sad that the bar is that low. Uh, but Square Enix has been like killing all their mobile games recently, and Near Reincarnation is no exception. But um, if you ever played Near Reincarnation and you have like a decent like squad, right? Like you can do low level story content. Like your 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 gear is good for the optional shit. Like you should play right now because you have several months to finish. Uh, and sure, it's shutting down, but the ending is being made. Like the the next chapter update, like one just came out a couple days ago. I haven't even played it yet. I just know that there's a new yeah. character um, that is a fan favorite already. Um, but like there's another story chapter coming soon in a couple months. And then the month after that, is when the shutdown happens and um that will be the conclusion of the story and it's going places like i i can 
I can see how like they're leading into an ending. It's not just, okay, let's quickly write an ending and be done. Like, no, they're concluding the third arc that's been going for a while now. Right. And, um, yeah, knowing Taro, he probably had it written a fucking head of time. Right. (laughs) And it's so weird. Like, uh, I hope they come up with like an offline version. Like Capcom did that for their Mega Man gotcha game. Uh, Yeah. I was going to say there's been cases of, of like offline, uh, I, I actually I, I don't have an example in hand, but I'm pretty certain I've heard of some even just like doing full on locks when they're when they n- announce their EOS, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't think Repli- uh, re- or not replicant sorry fuck uh, reincarnation is doing. But there is precedent. It's possible that maybe once they fully end service, they just release an offline uh, fully unlocked version. Mm-hmm. And the new, should be cool. The but. new character that came out with the latest update was a Yorha Android who everyone really likes. So it's like it, it's gotten more attention than a lot in recent memory. Cause like there's another Android girl. Uh, and then there's a bunch of other characters that are like non androids they're like replicants or just humans. Right. And it's like, they got some really inspired fucking designs. Like it's uh a very well-made uh, gotcha game. It's really just unfortunate that it is a gotcha game, right? I wish it wasn't a gotcha game. And I bet Yoko Taro probably wishes it wasn't a gotcha game, too. Because you got to remember, the thing about Yoko Taro is uh, he's a wage slave like us, right? So, like, he'll often say things like, blame the publisher, talk to the publisher, don't ask me, right? Yeah. Um, it definitely wasn't his choice. Uh, but he also doesn't have the backbone to say no uh, because he wants to eat. I don't know if I'd say that's backbone, bro. He, he he owns a stomach like we all do, or well, most of us, anyways. Um, and he needs to fill it. I I, I get it. I, I I ain't I ain't talking shit. I mean, to be fair with you, it's one of those moments where, like if you are in a space to make a mobile game, someone you could argue, you know, principle, or you could argue, you know, humanity, or you could argue a lot of different things. But truth be told, it makes a lot of fucking money, and yeah, you, you need money to live and. Uh, I mean, in the case of things like FGL, you know, in the very lucky cases, sometimes you finally you'll even have one of those mobile games that spends their money on things that isn't just their CEO. Exactly. Um, like, like I think they have like three or four different series now for fucking FGO that are like full blown animes. I not, can't not follow like shorts series. Yeah. Oh, me either. We won't even. I won't even pretend. Uh, we won't go into that, but the point is that they, they at least spend their money on things that the fans like, which is nice. I wish Genshin would do more mm-hmm. of that. The anime is coming eventually. Eventually. Bam. Like, you've been waiting so long for a Genshin anime that we got a near anime. <laughs> yep. <laughs> which was just a weird retelling of Automata with a couple different things that happened that are related to reincarnation. Like, the, there's some monsters that are from re- near reincarnation that show up in the near Automata anime, and I was like, I didn't know that because I didn't watch it. But then I saw clips and I'm like, oh, oh, maybe I should watch it because that that means something. And it, that, it, ha- it has new stuff. It has I, many implications in the current story of reincarnation that's unveiling as we speak. Yeah, so. I, I, just having, I was having a hard time getting through it because a lot of the early stuff was more just like angles of the story that you already know if you really dug deep into Automata, but are really, really boring to watch on screen. I'm sure. Yeah. Which sucks because it's cool. And if you maybe you didn't really dive deep into Automata, it's nice to have that context. But for, for someone like us, it's actually kind of a slog to get through. Yeah. And hopefully the Genshin anime doesn't have that problem. Because I am Fuck. depending on it because I am so behind. And I don't know if I'm yeah. ever going back. Yeah, like, Cooking cooking with Valkyries, their, their previous anime uh, for Hawkeye 3 Pack, 
was pretty good. It was a bit of a spin-off-y bit, but it was supposed to show like a, a segment of time be- before, um, well, I guess spoilers, one of the characters has a really big re- revelation moment, and another character... Oh, that's not the big thing that I thought you were going to say they a, had, but okay. A, char- a character died to save her, and this is basically the their little like shorts anime right up to that point. We're right before. Two very big, important plot points. Yes. Well, she had two big, important plot points. Tender and squishy. Um, <laughs> sorry. That, 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 sorry. No, I absolutely am right there with you, Dylan. It's anime. Uh, of course, at least one character has two plot points right in front of her. And they're very pronounced. I'll, I'll send you guys the um, her, her image. It's the alcohol, you. I swear. I, I'm not trying to be a degenerate. I mean, we've been talking about light novels, Dylan. It's impossible. Um, I mean, she definitely does have uh, two big plot points, but also mm-hmm. two big plot points story-wise. <laughs> I gotcha. Mm. Yeah, right. You're so. there for the plot, so, but also so, there for the plot. But so they, they they've done good in the past. I guess long story short, but I'm getting it right. But they um, it was still kind of a spinoff, and it was like a, a an aside that wasn't in the game. I don't really want them to do that with Genshin. I actually would much rather than just retell the story, but with like more motion more animation more yeah. going on and cover all those limited time events i missed like what was that shit about that'd stars be, oh like, fuck that'd be fuck. really nice too it, it's it again uh, look i've talked about it before it's not a perfect story there's a lot of issues especially early on when the budget wasn't fully like allocated right uh, it was there they just weren't using it on genshin unfortunately um and you know obviously when they were getting their shit together they fucked up being zuma but since after or since about midway it's actually started to become an acceptable story. I think it's it's getting good. It, it's getting better, and we can now actually start to compare it to uh, like JRPGs. I don't know if I'd say that it's quite as good as things like Xenoblade or or even some of the goats, uh, you know, like Final Fantasy VII or Xenogears. But it's starting to climb that ladder, and it, I think it is now acceptable to play and enjoy in that in that regard. So the anime could take what they were unable to do prior. And make it better. That's what I want them to do. Will they do that? I don't know. <laughs> Not holding my breath. Yeah. At least it'll look pretty. They got UFO table on board. Yeah. Right? Oh, it, it it'll be probably worth watching for the animation alone. Uh, yeah. The fight uh, scenes yeah. are going to be amazing. Yes. They, I, they they will do things that are non-canon. I'm sure, just because they look cool. But let, let's. <laughs> we can only hope that the uh, story a- angle gets fixed. I guess, but mm-hmm. we can only hope. But there's one thing that there's no hope for, and it's going to be our final story tonight. So, yeah. do you remember the day before, victim? <laughs> um, it's it's funny. Uh, I'll out myself here. I actually posted th- it saying that because I, I watched a very short, like thirty to minutes to an hour of a guy playing in the middle of a session, and it looked all right. It, it, what he was doing in what I had watched, I think like the worst part was that zombies were kind of tanky and they didn't really take too well to headshots. But player to player combat seemed fine. It seemed like. Third person Tarkov on a set. I was like, oh, this looks actually going to neat. Maybe worth worth playing. So I posted it in the Discord. I'm like, hey, guys, it actually came out and looks not bad. Obviously, I did not have a very full impression, nor did I play it myself. Turns and- out I was very incorrect. <laughs> Everyone else was like, what are you smoking? What did you see? Like, uh, yeah, I, I just are we got, looking at the same game? <laughs> I got really lucky in the segment I saw happened to be like the hour of good gameplay the game actually had. So, oops. So... But- uh, as as the legend goes, uh, the game was so bad they refunded everybody. I think, uh, and yes, the yeah. company involved, uh, fantastic. Uh, they went under, rightfully so. Um, I mean, it's not cool to like 
cheer about job loss. Uh, I, I forgot to mention earlier um, that Microsoft actually laid off all of Blizzard, right? Like 2,000 um, employees. Yeah. That's yeah. not small cheerful. Loss. That's I mean, a funny actually, topic. It's not a small loss, but yeah. Well, 1,900. Is, I think it's actually the biggest one that's been announced for gaming companies so far, mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware. Uh, if the, only they were profitable. The big headlining metric that a lot of the bloggers and journos are, are talking about right now is uh, we're, what, 20-something days into um, 2024, but we already hit half the number of layoffs that happened in all of last year. Yep. Right. It's There's only going to get of, worse. It's only going to yep. get worse. There's lots of time to clear that number. And that's not something to celebrate. I don't like it when people lose their jobs. It's pretty shitty. Right. Yeah, it's actually really funny. A friend of ours like, was talking about Overwatch 2 and how, you know, they're fixing it. They're finally getting better. Microsoft's really going to fix I, I, we had an argument about this. It actually quite heated because I was like, no, no, it, Microsoft isn't just going to f- snap their fingers and fix what Blizzard broke years ago. It was broke before it became Overwatch 2, and it's extra broke now that it is. Just because there's millions of people playing it doesn't make it a good game. Mm-hmm. It, like that, that's not that's not the metric. People will play fucking anything, bro. We were just talking about mobile games. People, tons of fucking people play those. Listen, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, quality is not usually indicative of player base a lot of the times, especially with things, something like Overwatch that or had a company behind it. It had um, uh, developers that people loved behind it before you know any of that bullshit. People wanted to like the game, and people will fucking gaslight themselves into liking things, it, you know, so on and so forth. I get fucking, I, I'll pop it for another time. But point is, um, I, I, I've heard through reading um, the statements of people saying that they, I, I got laid off from from Blizzard. It looks like they Overwatch Two got hit the hardest. Uh-huh. Like they 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 fucking like nuked entire teams off of that game. So. Um, Kind of uh, a weird, bittersweet moment where I was right. Uh, Overwatch 2 will not get better, but damn, that sucks for those people. <laughs> yeah, it they sucks did not really deserve to lose their jobs. You know, every every two weeks, them... right? Uh, I, I get on this microphone and I shout into the void about all these things I don't like about video games. Yeah. And there's a lot of games I think you shouldn't buy and shouldn't play. And people that make games that I don't like, like Neil Druckmann, right? Um, and I probably wouldn't be sad if he lost his job because he was directly responsible for like making a bad thing that I didn't like, but like, there's a lot of people that get kicking out the best writer in the industry that too. Right. Yeah. But like, there's a lot of these people that, um, are part of producing a video game and then they get laid off and it sucks because it's like, they're not directly responsible for why the game that they made is bad. Like overwatch two is a bad game, right? Um, but it doesn't mean they should lay off everyone that made Overwatch 2. Like, I I, I would hope that Blizzard, now Microsoft, would simply take that talent and make something else, right, and cut their losses. Um, but instead, they cut their employees. And that sucks for them. It sucks that they, you know, gambled their career on a bad game, right? Like, yeah. th- there's nothing that... I don't think individually there was anything those 1,900 people could have done to make overwatch two not be a bad game because a lot of what makes overwatch two a bad game was just was decided at the top of the ladder. Right. And absolutely. And and I'll be real. Like I obviously I don't work in the games industry. I I like to understand the games industry quite a bit. So I I do. I like to think I'm more than an armchair gamer, but still obviously don't have the personal experience, but I'd like to think that, you know, a lot of people when they get a job at places like blizzard and some of these, uh, you know, triple a, but not, like not not EA, you know, like not Ubisoft companies that where it is clearly a revolving door. By getting in with one of these companies that's a bit more static, you think, oh, this is this is career uh, security. 
But then now we're learning today in in this year that no, that that's not actually <laughs> that's not actually true. Um, I hope it doesn't become a revolving door like a lot of these other bigger companies, but mm-hmm. I mean, it, it might, and that's scary. That's going to be scary to any anyone they potentially hire on moving forwards. Yeah, and I, I hope these people all land on their feet. But it's like that's a lot of talent that's just suddenly dispersed into the void, and it's like a lot of really good games that are coming out these days are made by smaller companies. Like I know, like back in the day, indie games were just kind of like a niche thing. Like we liked them because we gambled on a few really good ones, and they rewarded us in turn right like yeah, minecraft ended up being minecraft. pretty good huh what i said small indie game minecraft yeah that started with one dude a friend of mine got to meet him in person before the, he hired his second employee like back in the day right that's actually pretty good yeah pretty cool. what a cool dude that notch guy wonder what he's up to anyway <laughs> <laughs> um but i i don't know i i think i guess it's a bit of an aside but i think it'd be kind of cool to start seeing more companies pop up like um I think it has it to Odyssey, happen. Odyssey Interactive or whatever they are. The, yeah. uh, they were ex-Riot employees that went on to make... Oh, I'm going to fucking forget the name. Uh, it uh, the, the air hockey arena game. I can't remember the fucking name of it right now. I'm sure someone... Me saying this, I'm sure someone out there, one of our viewers probably... Did. Air hockey? Yeah, I don't like, recall anything about air hockey. It, it's like a 3v3 competitive game where you knock a puck back and forth with like character abilities and shit. I can't remember the fucking name of it right now. I am not familiar. Like something Odyssey, I think. But like, I I foresee uh, a, a future that might be a little dry uh, in terms of new games coming out. But like, I think what I would like to see is more games being produced by more studios that are smaller. Because like, you know who's not laying people off? These small studios that are just a yeah. couple people, the bare minimum to make a game, right? And like, the venture capitalists are going to give them money all the same. Right. It's just, do you give it to a big company with hundreds of people that are sitting on their ass? Or do you give it to a couple of like super impassioned people making their dream game? Right. With very few middlemen to compromise on the vision. Yeah, right. And, and, and that's what I, and that's basically what I was getting at is I think we, the, what they need to do is instead of looking for another company to hire them, just get together, make a fucking company yourself. That's a tall order. Not it is. Yeah, it, it straight up is. But like a lot of these games are actually succeeding. Maybe not like long term. Like uh, the game I was trying to remember. I think they have announced that they will be shutting de- not shutting the game down by any means, but they, they will be shutting down a lot of the development uh, to work on another project instead. But in the time that they had the game out, it was successful like, for their small little studio. So w- one example, there is a uh, a shooter. I. I'm not sure if it's a boomer shooter or a movement shooter. I own it and I haven't played it yet because it's not Steam Deck verified. But um, uh, Sprawl, which is a cyberpunk okay. aesthetic shooter made by two people, one of which has a day job at Digital Extremes playing or making Warframe, right? Um, so like two people made a game that's like basically a full fucking shooter game, right? Also, Turbo Overkill made by one dude. That's crazy, yep. right? But like there's a bunch of games that like you don't need to sell them at full price. You don't need 2000 people to make them. Like I would, I would accept a dry 2024 that doesn't have that many games come out because everyone's getting put into their own new companies and they're all collectively working on, you know, a bunch of new shit that comes out maybe next year or the year after, however long it takes to make a game with a small team. Right? Like I don't see any reason why they shouldn't just do that because these people need to stop betting their careers on these mega corps that don't give a shit about them. Why would the corporation care about you? Like, <laughs> that's something that people, well, seriously, 
that's something that you know we get away with uh as soon as we get away from brand loyalty we can see it like nintendo nintendo does not give a shit about us like they don't they like give a shit about our money well they care about our they care about our perception but not us individually but i'm not like dogging on nintendo when i say this like i don't expect companies to actually care um because that, that's an, an insane idea to it's, think that a large company would be like, you know what, you know what, Rick, we care about you and <laughs> your opinions. Like, you know, we're on this podcast, you know, we reach a few hundred people every month in the, you know, maybe a thousand or, you know, and some on uh, a year, right? Like, we don't have a massive audience here. And so the idea that, you know, one of these, you know, publishers will hear the things that you or I say and be like, you know, this is what you can do to fix your public perception. Then go up to the board meeting and be like, you know what, those melomancy guys, they're fucking right. That's not going to happen because they they have to appease investors. They have to appease, you know, shareholders the and the like. Yeah, like, and they also have to pay money because, like, I don't know about Canada, but in the U.S. Essentially, a company is paying for the employee. They're paying out double for the employee, at least, um, like whatever the employee makes. So, like, if you make, you know, like fifteen dollars an hour, chances are your company's paying close to thirty dollars an hour to employ you. Yeah, I was um, gonna say I know I I don't remember the exact stuff. I mean, a lot of companies put their headquarters in America. To avoid Canada, because I'm pretty certain they get taxed like significantly harsher than uh, uh, if they would in America. So uh, it's probably worse here. I just don't know exactly how worse. Canada also has a bunch of funny laws about like making sure your stuff is Canadian enough. Uh, yeah, I just like that. It, it's so vague. It's and to be fair, I don't think they've actually used that law yet. It just looms over people's heads, and it's just they don't like have to use it. Yeah, because it's just it's just there to scare us, really. Social media platforms have um, removed um, news from a lot of Canadian viewers, so they don't get sued. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. It just doesn't display for you. Well, I guess that makes sense. I just I don't get my news from like the sidebar. I get it from like YouTubers talking about it. So <laughs> I, I guess I dodged that by that in that regard. Fair, also fair. Um, and, and it's funny uh, thinking about uh, a bunch of like board execs like those melomancy guys are right because is it really our opinion? Because like when you think about it, right in the book Dune, right, uh, the franchise, uh, God Emperor Leto the Second goes on a tyrannical rampage and makes everyone hate him so that they rebel against him. So they all fucking scatter. And that's kind of what's happening here. I'm, I, what I'm saying is that is that Leto the Second was right, and that might be the episode title. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's not a stretch, right? Because like in in the plot of Dune, um, Leto uses his visions of the future to uh, see some kind of uh, extraterrestrial threat—not uh, literally aliens, but something not human—that has his powers, uh, and humanity is not prepared to deal with the threat. So he makes humanity prepare for the threat by being an awful tyrant for like two thousand years. And uh, making everyone stay on their planet, he like bans space travel and just dominates everyone. And so he can see the future, right? And so he's like, "I'll know I have won when they finally fucking kill me, and I don't see it coming, uh, because then I know they're prepared for whatever the fuck has my powers. It's coming for him later." 
And that was a great fucking twist, right? So, uh, you know, I hope they make a movie out of that. They're they're on part two now of the of the latest attempt, but that's that's the fourth book, so we'll fucking see. But um, it's not a stretch because uh, what I want to see is all these people that got shut off of Microsoft and all the other layoffs that happened that were really tragic. Let's get them all compartmentalized into smaller companies, and let's hope that they don't get fucking bought by big ones. Because like, I think that would solve a lot of our fucking problems. Like, look at RTS games. There's like almost a dozen coming out this year or the year after uh, that are all very promising and look like a great time. They're all made by small teams or individuals, right? Um, those aren't the companies laying people off because they don't have the people to lay off. They're, they're small. And I, of course that's for the best. I think they should keep it that way. Now yeah. that's bad for the job market. Cause then it's like nobody's hiring boohoo. Right. Well, yeah. But once we get a, a quorum, of um, enough of these small companies, like they're going to hire every once in a while a couple people, right? Well, I mean, it's a throwback to Pell World. I mean, uh, indie games are some of the most successful games in the modern day, right? Uh, obviously, Pell World's a bit of an ex- exception. It's it's significantly uh, successful, but like they're also just like I think I can't remember the exact amount, but it's like three or five people that worked on the game. It's like not mm-hmm. a, not a really big team. Um, so it, it's very possible if you've got passion, you've got an idea, and if you do proper research on like AAA development studios, like I think fucking Anthem, they weren't allowed to play Destiny and other games like Anthem because they didn't want their game to be too much like those. It's like nobody gives a shit. Look at Power World. It's literally just an amalgamation of a bunch of other games, and people fucking love it. Bro, just make the shit you want to make. Make sure it's fun, obviously, first off. But and, and, that, and that's really all people want. Dude, there was an article, an interview from the people at the company that made Pal World, right? Now it's translated into English from Japanese, so I don't know if this is exact, right? So I'm going to paraphrase what is effectively a paraphrase. But um, in this interview, they were like, yeah, the CEO was like making the models because no one knew how, and um, he didn't know what a rig was until they hired somebody who was like an Unreal Engine whiz uh, that they met at a convenience store. And he's like, no, you need to make a rig. And he's like, what the fuck is that? And they taught him, and it's like, oh, this is so much faster and easier. And the ex- yeah. development like accelerated after that because he just didn't understand the concept until someone taught him. And the the like genius animator guy that they got was a, a middle schooler who was working a job at a convenience store, but like animates as a hobby. And it's like, what the fuck am I reading? <laughs> like, is this real? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I've, I've this heard, real life. I've heard that some of the stuff that came out of that's been proven wrong, and people think that it might it might have been false. So I, I'm actually not certain on that one. Um, but I, I hard to say. But I will say though, um, I do know that uh, they the the guy that made it has only worked on like a handful of titles up to this point, and one of them is Craftopia, which is basically. Same idea as Power World, just more akin to like Fortnite and uh, uh, fuck, what's that other one there? It's got a little bit more of that like Zoomery vibe, mm-hmm. but with the Minecraft spin. It's just, it's giving me, you know, Tony Stark made this in a cave energy. Yeah. Like, they did it. <laughs> now they're rich. Like uh, us Americans just need to fucking do yeah. that. I think they're at least pulling 200 mil, I think is what someone said. Crazy. I don't know how true that is, though. To be fair, just just 
reading random internet people. Um, I think it was like an account that normally reports on that kind of stuff. So maybe a little bit trustworthy, yeah. but the same cannot be said for F fantastic. They definitely did not find a no. genius animator at a convenience store. Probably wish no, they did. They just were <laughs> out there shooting their shot, shooting themselves in their foot, man. That was like, so we borrowed, uh, from young who borrowed on some other reporting, which, Honestly, they it's not even borrowing when the Fantastic releases a, a, the, a letter to say, hey guys, we didn't fuck up, everybody else fucked up. Is this on their Twitter? I yeah, 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 I think that's where it was. I think, it, I think it's their Twitter, but like, they open up calling shit, you know, th- basically everything that's been said about their game, misinformation. You know, they're like, you know, anonymous people allege that we deceive players. It's like, no, it's not anonymous. <laughs> it's like, like, if it's making, like, news media, it's no longer anonymous. <laughs> like, unless it's anonymous reporting, but I don't think it is. Oh, my goodness. It is a static image on their official website, fnstatic, or fantastic.com. That's gross. This is yeah, their website. Like, okay, so, yeah. They're like, anonymous people allege that we deceive players. Anonymous people allege that we deceive the investor. Uh, anonymous former employees tell different stories about the development. You know, and just like, who made money on the game? And they're like, certain bloggers made huge money by... No, bloggers don't make money. Like, by and large, they don't make money because they wouldn't be bloggers if they had day jobs. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I think really a lot of the times it's the companies at the head that are making any kind of money when those articles are written, uh, which is why a lot of those writers actually write for multiple publications. Right. Like, they're, okay, in a good environment, you're making like, you're making like sub $100 every article you write. Like, and it's not like. That's terrible money. You can make good, livable money on that if you're willing to work hard, but it's still like, that's rough. They're not some gold rush bullshit. Uh, like, no. Um, and then they're well, like, let, let me give you that, that final thought there. Like, in, I have it in front of me. Uh, at the Towards the end of their article, they said, um, by the way, after sales closed, because if, if you're not aware, they, they stopped selling the game. It was so unpopular. Yeah, um, it, like within a week they'd stop selling the game. Yeah. So after sales closed, many people wrote to us that the bloggers had deceived them and that they actually liked the game and they asked for access. We also heard that petitions were created to continue development and then on the black market, the game's price exceeds $200. Some even began making their own mods. Like, fucking who? You're making this shit up. (laughs) If people made mods for it, they made mods to make it viable. I was going to say, I, I mean, it, let's be real. Like, we, we can all we can all admit to this. The moment a game hits the market, the nude mod begins production. Of course. Why wouldn't So you? there was probably graphical mods, like things that made things look different. But that wouldn't, uh, that wouldn't impact their game at all. So it almost feels like they're either A, stretching and using it as an excuse, or they're just straight up lying. And right above that, uh, they said, look at unbiased gameplay, like Dr. Disrespect's stream at release. Despite initial bugs and server issues, he liked the game, which we fixed later. Wait, no, like, that's not true either. Uh, that's what they said. 
I was gonna say, I, I think, I think he, I think I remember when I was going through looking at some of the stuff. I think he did like the idea, but he was, I think he was still annoyed that it wasn't what they promised either. He just thought that the game itself, what they had made, could be good with polish and time and maybe more time in the oven. I don't, I, I just don't, I think he gave it a rather neutral review. I don't think I'd say he liked it. That said, I didn't watch his full... I don't really like watching him all that much. So I, I don't know. Maybe he had some other part where he praised the shit out of it. I, I, I think they're see, stretching but. the truth here. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. I think they, all of it's a stretch truth, if there's truth there at all. Yeah, they, they took a, what would a relatively neutral angle because, I mean, he's a streamer and he's a pretty big one at that. He kind of has to be neutral to these things before he knows what the public perception is. Or he risks career suicide. And he's already been through some several controversies. So, of course, I, I, I don't, I, I mean, I wouldn't blame anyone. It's it's a career, it's a job, it's whatever. Uh, I know I know better, I guess, right? I, I know better and I can see through the bullshit, so it doesn't bother me as much. But, you know, I wouldn't blame him, long story short, for having a more neutral take until he knows what everyone else is saying. And that's fair. He was, like, probably day one, hour one, playing the game. So... There's no time to see what everyone else thinks because you're you're yeah. there. You're the you're the news. Yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll give him a little bit of leeway on that. Mm -hmm. I don't watch Doctor Disrespect either, but I I, I do kind of like him. Like I the little bits that I've seen, I, I do enjoy, but like I don't tune in. There's a lot of streamers I think are cool and fun uh, to watch, even if I disagree with them. Like even like Ninja. Um, and I think we've talked about this a little bit with like skill based matchmaking. Me and him agree on that. And, uh, but then on the flip side, I disagree with him on like how competitive games should be. I, I still watched some of his stuff pre, uh, what's it called there? Um, Fortnite. I'll admit, I did watch him play Fortnite a little bit too back in the day, just because when it was first coming up, I was like, what the fuck is this thing? Um, you know, I don't remember if he stopped or if I'm just out of the loop, but you know who I miss? Um, Commander Sirius. Remember him? And yeah, I think oh. he, I think he's still around. I don't, I don't know if he is. He had like the the Doctor Disrespect Junior fucking setup, no. like that. He was really like working it with yeah, all the camera of. angles and shit. <laughs> yeah, let me see if he is still. I like I like him. He's a cool dude. I just haven't the, really tuned into Planet Side lately. The last video he made was six months ago. Yeah, I think. For, uh, almost a Fortnite. Uh, fucking Planetside 2 is stagnating a little bit at this point. And so I think that uh, probably hard, it's probably even harder to make content for it now. I like, imagine. I read the dev letter in December, but like, I don't know if I have much faith. I'm, I'll be happy to be wrong. But yeah. It's, you know what? It'll it's one of those games that I feel like is going to be around way longer than it should be. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just the way it goes. Like Guild Wars 1? Bro, still playable? Somebody needs to make a Planetside 2-like game. We, we need a an MMO FPS that just plays mm -hmm. like that. It, it It's fun. It's fucking amazing. And the fact that nobody has really tried to tackle it, at least not the same way Planetside 2 or even Planetside mm -hmm. 1 did. Um... It's fucking wild to me, like bro. I was hoping Battlebit would be that, but it's just Battlefield. Like it's, it's just, it's just yeah. better Battlefield. It's yeah. just better Battlefield. It's not like an MMO. It doesn't feel like an MMO, like Planetside did. Like I don't know how they fucking did it. <laughs> yeah, I guess Mag was kind of close. There, like, there's been some things that have tried, but they they kind of fell short because they didn't full send. Yeah, 
And I think that's that's a, a, I'm fucking tale as old as time about people being like, ah, I like this, but I don't know if it'll work in my market. I will only half do it, and then the game fizzles because they didn't fucking commit. But like, if you're a game dev listening to this and your name is not Blue Drake, uh, and you're working on a combined arms game, uh, contact me immediately. I want to try it. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Bro. Uh, I, <laughs> no disrespect to Blue Drake. It's just uh, his game isn't going anywhere. <laughs> what, what 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 is this game? He's making like a SOCOM light game that like he talks about it a lot, but like it's been in the same state for a few years. No, I, best of luck to him. SOCOM is another game, like a subgenre of like uh, of shooters that honestly could really be a solid thing to have in the modern day. Honestly, mm-hmm. that would be cool to see too. My stepdad and I used to play the shit out of that game. More I, on that yeah, in another me episode. And my, I, me not me and my dad too. Funny enough. <laughs> so yeah, that's. Yeah. I fucking love SOCOM. Anyways. Uh, we're just a few minutes past like the golden ratio of episode length, so I think we're gonna uh, cut it off here. You guys have any final thoughts you wanna you know, throw into the void? Uh, I mean, not really. I enjoy the way that things work and that we're uh, doing our best here. I don't know. Play Power World. Or play don't. Power World. When's, oh, yeah, uh, when's and... the Cyberpunk stream, Vic? Oh, uh, it was supposed to be this week. It might be early next week now. I. Uh... Uh-huh. I, I don't know. It might maybe this weekend. I don't know. I, it, logistics are hard right now. Have um, you have you played any female V off stream? Like, yes, this is gonna be your first uh, time. Off stream, I played a little bit of Corpo female V. I played maybe okay. about the first like 20 percent of the game. She's got uh, Carmely Lee as the voice actress yeah. who also does uh, Makoto in Persona Five. I can't unhear it. We're, um, I'm probably gonna do Corpo as well for the stream, and uh, just because I didn't fully experience it, and Fair. I want to start. I want to start fresh for the stream. I think Corpo is um, a good path to pick for the DLC because, like, uh, I mean, the DLC does a good job of giving all three life paths, like, viable things to say to the things that are happening. But, like, Corpo is, like, cool because it's, it's, it's a spy thriller, right? And being a Corpo in Arasaka's intelligence agency, you'll have a few things to say about the things you did there in your backstory. And yeah. that actually comes up. And I'm like, that's so fucking cool. It's, it's like, so cool sounding. It was, like, validating because it's, like, the other two life paths have... I feel like they have more to say in the base game, right? Yeah. And it's like, it was Corpo V's time to shine. So looking forward to that stream. Um, I might even mod it a little bit. I haven't decided yet, um, which may push back the stream a little bit. But mm-hmm. but yeah, please do not play mobile games. You're better than Mobile that. games are bad for your health. All right. Bye, everybody. This is Melomancy Podcast, episode 80. In the bag. Bye.